Greetings, Seamheads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th of Lake podcast, a Colorado Rockies-centric podcast powered by My Life Sports. I'm your host, Anilo Piro, back at it with the latest installment of this Rockies podcast, looking to keep you, the fan, updated with all the news and notes surrounding your Colorado Rockies. An interesting one today we have for you, nonetheless, here, oh, excuse me, I'm like, I'm brain dead, guys, I'm not going to lie, I was uh, out driving all day, just finished producing a radio show, just finished writing a recap while I was producing that radio show, um, and now here I am recording what I'm pretty sure will be the last ever podcast in the current Mile High Sports studio offices, um, I'm not going to really say much more than that because I don't know how much I'm going to say, but all I'm going to say is we're getting a new studio to some capacity. So uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff that we have coming your way here at My Life Sports that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. Um, but I'm sitting here in the studio, the studio that I recorded, you know, my first ever podcast for My Life Sports, and and I can't help but feel, you know, a little bit a little bit of bittersweet. Um, excuse me, you know, this is where I got my start. You know, I, I learned how to use Adobe Audition and all that stuff in this studio. So um, it's definitely a little bit of a a bittersweet ending here um, in the Mile High Sports studios. But uh, onward and upward, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming towards you guys here in the next couple of days. So we are really looking forward to all of that good stuff that's uh, coming along here within the next days to weeks to years, you know, as we build onward and upward here for the future. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled on all of our social media avenues and uh, please continue to uh, Check out our stuff. You can find us online at MalaiSports.com, as well as in the magazine, which is a local version of Sports Illustrated. You can find that in King Super's locations all throughout the Front Range, from Fort Collins to Castle Rock. Um, and we also have, you know, our own radio station, a simulcast station. You can listen to it three ways, um, really more than three, I guess. But MileHighSports.com um, on the AM dial, AM 1340, and on the FM dial, FM 1047. You can also download the Mile High Sports app to listen to podcasts, listen to the radio station, read my articles, read Luke's articles, um, and just read everything that we have going on here. Um, not just necessarily about the Rockies, but about the Nuggets, uh, the Avalanche, the Broncos. I know we've been killing our Broncos content here as of late. Really good stuff from our Broncos team here at Mile sports uh, we've been broadcasting live from dove valley as well so uh if you want real live energetic broncos content and chatter mile high sports is your one-stop shop for all things uh, denver sports and denver broncos especially but this is a colorado rockies podcast so let's talk about them rockies and uh they win today by a score of eight to seven to salvage a victory out of their series their four game series versus the washington nationals um really been a rough skid for the rockies entering this game they had lost 16 of their previous 19 games played um, really in desperate need of a win, um, you know, to really just in any capacity. Nolan Arenado with a ske- not a scheduled day off, but he was off today for rest purposes. Nothing more than that, according to Buddy Black. Um, but it was uh, two familiar faces for the Nationals and their fans that helped lift the Rockies to victory this afternoon. Um, Ian Desmond and Daniel Murphy, the two guy, the two culprits to solidify that victory for the Rockies. Desmond hitting a game-tying home run in the top of the ninth inning to uh, tie the game at eight runs apiece there, followed by Daniel Murphy, who hit a home run earlier in the game, also driving in the game-winning run in the ninth inning, hitting a uh, force out that allowed Charlie Blackman to score from home. So, uh, you know, all in all, it's a win for the Rockies, not a pretty one by any means, but they improved to a record of 48-55 and this season. Um, You know, not great. You know, everybody knows... Uh, the struggles that this club has endured as of late 
And, you know, that's the harsh reality of the situation is that this team, you know, since the All-Star break has gone from legitimate postseason contender to, you know, more so a pretender in that sense. Um, Just considering how poorly poorly they have played as as of late. Um, Currently, the Rockies are seven and a half games back of that wild card. In my personal opinion, they've kind of dropped to that second tier of um, teams in the National League. You know, you have your playoff teams, um, not even in the National League, but, you know, before, you know, right around the All-Star break, we knew that there was going to be the two teams in the wild card and then there was about four or five teams that were all within you know four games of that second wild card spot the Rockies have since dropped the tier now seven and a half games out but uh just to paint a picture for you guys regarding the wild card spot should the season have ended today there's a three-way tie believe it or not the Chicago Cubs St. Louis uh, Cardinals and Washington Nationals all with a record of 55 and 47 um, right below the line there are the Philadelphia Phillies with a record of 40 uh, 54 and 48 they're a game behind the Milwaukee Brewers, who the Rockies lost to last season in the National League Division Series, sitting with a record of 54 and 50. They're two behind. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks and San Francisco Giants, two National League West rivals to the Rockies, sitting with 50 with records of 52 and 51. They are three and a half games behind um, a National League wildcard spot at this point. Um, right above the Rockies in the standings are the San Diego Padres, another division foe, sitting with a record of 48 and 54. And then obviously the Rockies with a record of 48 and 55. So you know, like I said, there, there's certainly a, a, a real drop off between, you know, teams like the Phillies, the Brewers, the Diamondbacks, and then teams like the Padres, the Rockies and the Mets. You know, the harsh reality of the situation, guys, is that skid, this skid that the Rockies currently find themselves on out of the all-star break is very reminiscent of that early season of the early season woes that this club had to endure. Um, you know, we saw them get, you know, minus the injuries, to be honest with you. We saw, um, you know, early on Daniel Murphy get hurt, Ryan McMahon get hurt, David Dahl get hurt. Um, that has not been the case since the All-Star break. Like I said, having lost 16 of 19 games entering today's game against the Nationals, um, you know, they were pretty healthy out of the gate. They had Kyle Freeland back. Herman Marquez was healthy. John Gray was healthy. Lambert, Peter Lambert, has been in the rotation for a few turns now. So the rotation, you know, was solid for the most part in terms of health. Um, the lineup was as well. You know, Arenado, he's been battling some injuries throughout the season, um, but he was relatively healthy. Story, relatively healthy. Same for Dahl and Blackman. Um, so, you know... A, you know, as strong of a group in terms of guys available to play as the Rockies have had all season, you know, and the results have just not been there, which is extremely, extremely disheartening for the Rockies. But, um, you know, maybe today's win is a sign of things to change for this club. I personally don't believe so. Um, I'm not going to, you know, officially stick a fork in them this season, but it has been a very, very disappointing go around for this club nonetheless. Um, and I just do not see them making the playoffs this year, um, at least if they're not going to go address anything in the in the uh, trade period here before the July 31st trade deadline line they need to do something substantial if they want to get into the playoffs and if they want to have a chance to contend for a world series but to be completely honest i don't know what the point of being buyers at the deadline this season would be for the rockies um to be completely honest with you what are they gonna could, could they really go any further than they did than they did last year you know i don't know maybe win an extra game you know in that division or they didn't win in the division series last year so maybe win a game in the division series you know maybe is that something worth trading away prospects for you know i don't think so um and i'll talk about the trade deadline here um you know let's just dive into it real quick um the rockies need to be sellers you know they need to pawn off some of their assets uh you know none of their core players you know i've seen some rumors about you know charlie blackman's name circulating in trade 
rumors. I do not believe, and I've been given no indication that the Rockies are serious about that. Obviously, things can change, but for the time being, it seems like you know they're more so just doing their due diligence. Obviously, if a stellar package were to come around for the Rockies, I would obviously you know have to seriously consider that if I was Jeff Breidich. And, and if the deal was right, I might make that deal, to be completely honest with you. Blackman, a little bit of an older player. Um, maybe his best days are behind him. His home road splits are abysmal. Um, you know, he's a really, truly a chorus field product through and through. Um, you know, so maybe if the right package comes along the way, you know, maybe I do pull the trigger on a deal for Charlie Blackman. But looking at this team, you know, for their outlook for the rest of this season, next season, and the year after, you know, until Nolan Arenado can opt out after that third year. The core of Arenado, Dahl's story, and Blackman is going to be good enough to be one of the top five offenses in the National League for that span. They have a really solid offense. Let's assume Herman Marquez is able to refine himself on the mound and get back to pitching like he was last year in 2020. Same with Kyle Freeland. We don't need Cy Young-esque performance. And I shouldn't say we. We. The Rockies do not need... Gosh, I'm just, need we all these words, tongue twisters. My goodness, the Rockies do not need Kyle Freeland to return to that form. Obviously, it would be you know fantastic if he was able to, but as long as he can be competent on the mound and, and you know not get shelled and give up five six runs through four innings of work, if he can give up you know three runs through six seven innings of work and really just keep this team in games, you know same with Herman Marquez. The Ro- that's a formula for success for the Rockies. We all know that pitching at altitude is extremely difficult, but. In order to be successful, this team just needs to keep games close and they need to give themselves a chance to win. So many times here in the past few weeks, in the past month, really, the Rockies have just, you know, pitched themselves out of ball games, whether it be the bullpen or the starting rotation, just giving up an egregious amount of runs early on in the game, you know, digging themselves a hole that is, you know, near impossible to crawl out of. So, you know, if I'm the Rockies, I, I recognize the potential and, and the ability that we have with our core four players on the offensive end. And I realize that we have, you know, two solid pitchers in Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland, as well as John Gray, who has really emerged this season, you know, Hopefully this is a little bit of an outlier year for Freeland and Marquez. Only time will tell. But you have to bank on them at least being competent entering next season after you know giving them a full offseason to rest and recover. Um, and then you look at the bullpen. You know I know it hasn't been great, but they do have some emerging arms. Jesus Tinoco, Carlos Estevez, Haro Diaz. You know these are all guys. Um, Yenti Almonte. These are all guys that can be bullpen arms of the future that aren't necessarily experienced. And and you know it's I had to do I had to take a step back and and really think about this club this season and what's gone wrong and, and where they stand. And there's no other way to slice it, folks. 2019 has been a complete and utter disaster for this club. There is no other way to slice it. It has been absolutely awful. But if there's one takeaway that I could, you know, one positive takeaway that I can get out of this season so far from the Rockies is the amount of experience that some of these young relievers are getting. And I know this is, you know, a silver lining or, or you know, looking at the bright side of things, blah, blah. But seriously, guys, Jesus Tinoco, Almonte, Estevez, you know, maybe not as much as Estevez because he's been up with the club since 16, but, you know, these are guys that are cheap and don't really know how to pitch in the big leagues yet. And, and, you know, a lot of these guys, especially bullpen arms, do mature with age, you know, and for what it's worth, Tinoco, Almonte, these were guys that were groomed to be starting pitchers when they were drafted and they have since shifted to bullpen roles. So... There, it's a little bit of baptism by fire right now for these Rockies relievers, and and although the 
The results have been absolutely dreadful so far this season. I think you have to hope that, you know, maybe they're getting the, the, the rough patches and the kinks out of the way now because I truly think that this team is talented enough um, to make a legitimate run in 2020 and 2021, you know, in years beyond if they acquire and add the right pieces to the puzzle. You know, this pitching staff is has single-handedly sunk the season for the Rockies. So, um, you know, with that... You know, and from a deadline perspective, you have to look to move guys like Jake McGee, Brian Shaw, Ian Desmond, if you can, and Wade Davis. Those, those are the guys I'm looking at. Uh, I would be looking to move if I was Breidich. More so, let's focus in on those relief pitchers um, Sh- uh, and Brian Shaw as well. He's got one more year of team control. Um, he's bounced back nicely this season after a dismal season in 2018. You know, maybe he has some value. Wade Davis, you know, although he has struggled immensely at Coors Field this season, he has actually been pretty darn good on the road. So, um, um, you can blame his deficiencies to a certain extent on the course field effect. Maybe he has some value. You know, e- even just getting someone to take on his contract at this point would be a win. And I think the same principle applies to Ian Desmond. Desmond, you know, the rough part of his contract is out of the way. You know, it was a, a front-loaded deal when he signed that five-year, $70 million contract with the Rockies. Um, you know, the last two seasons of this deal are not super awful. If you can find somebody to take on that money or even part of it, same with Davis, that will free up a tremendous amount of funds for this club to spend this offseason to revamp their bullpen, maybe add to the lineup and add to the rotation as well. Um, you know, a large reason why you saw guys like Adam Adovino and, and DJ LeMay, who walked this offseason, um, more so from a bullpen's perspective, so let's hone in on Adovino here, is because they had invested, the Rockies had already invested so much money into that bullpen that they didn't, they couldn't justify um, you know, continuing to pour money into a bullpen. You know, you look at Mike Dunn, Jake McGee, um, you know, they traded for Sung Juan O, oh, signing Wade Davis, signing Brian Shaw. You know, these were all lucrative, expensive deals and trades that this club made in order to bolster their bullpen. And unfortunately for Breidich and company, you know, the, that plan fell, you know, flat. And because of that, you know, I think the Rockies were content entering the season with rolling the dice on what they had. You know, they believed in their investments, and unfortunately, they did not live up to the hype. So um, that's that. But uh, f- from the Rockies' perspective, I think you have to try to sell some assets this dread- this deadline season and uh, really try to fear- uh, free up some money this off season for this offseason so you can go out and revamp your club and, and get right back into this postseason conversation. Um you know, here moving forward for the next couple of seasons. So it's going to be really interesting, guys. But let's talk about the current club, what's going on for them. Like I said, they win this afternoon against the Washington Nationals by a score of eight to seven. Thanks in part to Ian Desmond and Daniel Murphy. Really solid performances late clutch performances from the veterans um, on the Rockies club to solidify that victory for them. Uh, really just a, a major win for this club. You know, I know it wasn't pretty, um, you know, it wasn't what the Rockies were looking for, but considering how poorly they have played as of late, um, you know, they needed a win in the worst way. Rockies now with a record of what is this two, they have two wins so far on this road trip. That is a record of two and five so far on this road trip between the series versus the New York Yankees and the Washington Nationals. They will now head to Cincinnati for a three-game set against the Cincinnati Reds, a team that took that they uh, actually managed to take two or three of um, just a few we, uh, just a few days ago um, at Coors Field. So maybe some good mojo there. First pitch schedule for tomorrow, uh, 4:40 Mountain Standard Time, and the Rockies will have Herman Marquez on the mound. Marquez has been shaky so far this season, like I was alluding to earlier, um, pitching two of record of nine and five with an ERA of 4.99. So not great stuff for Marquez, but you know, like I said, you get more, you get Freeland to have a solid start the other night, you know, 
Jeff Hoffman was okay through four innings, really crumbled in the five in the fifth inning. You know, you hope that Marquez can kind of follow up those two performances more so Freeland and really deliver that dominant performance that the Rockies have been seeking all season long. You know, they haven't really had that outside of John Gray. Um, so, you know, that's going to be really interesting. But uh, Marquez is the only pitcher that we know for sure so far in that series. Everything else is to be determined. Actually, Peter Lambert is set to start that Sunday game. Um against the Reds. Lambert, the 22-year-old who was called up in the midst of the season, has been so-so for the Rockies. Uh, really had a nice outing last time out. He has a record of 2-2 two and two to pair with an earned run average of 5.93. So a lot of interesting things kind of surrounding this club here as we progress through the season, especially as we progress through the second half and close in on the uh, trade deadline here. So a lot of interesting things for this club to have to kind of endure and deal with here. Um, you know, but for the moment, I would say that this club is not going to make the playoffs. You know, bearing an impeccable run, which I think we all know is very possible with the Rockies. We saw it in 2007. Um, we've seen them get hot, you know, in 2017 and 2018 as well. But, um, you know, if they want to get back to the postseason for a third consecutive year, it's going to take a, a real collective collaborative effort from the offense and the pitching staff. And and to be just quite honestly, to be quite honest with you guys, I'm just not sure that pitching staff is capable of, you know, pitching at a high level at this point. I think they're gassed. I think they're exhausted and confused to a certain extent. Um, you know, outside of Scott Oberg, it's just been so hit or miss from that pen. And, and, and that's what I would expect to, um, you know, see in terms of results here moving forward. But uh, that's what's going on in Rockies land. That's going to do it for me, guys, for the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rockies centric podcast powered by Mile High Sports. If you guys like my work, be sure to follow me on the social media spheres on Twitter at Media by, media by AP and on Instagram at AVP.media. Really, really appreciate it when you guys give me a follow and a comment and all that good stuff on the social media. Helps me enhance myself as a reporter and make sure that I'm providing you guys, the fans the consumers with the kind of content that you guys want to read and watch and all that good stuff so be sure to give me a follow on those um, spheres uh, that would really really be a big help also be sure to check us out Mile High Sports uh, like I said we have some really really cool stuff in the works here um, in the next month or two that you'll be hearing about training camp the radio station is broadcasting live from Broncos training camp you could check you could check them out AM 1340 FM 1047 or streaming online at cop a cop a copy of the magazine at King Supers all across the front range from Fort Collins to Castle Rock and also be sure to check out my work online at mylifesports.com but uh, that's going to do it for me guys Rockies like I said sitting with a record of 48 and, and uh, 55 so far this season they will head to Cincinnati for a three game set to put a bow on a season long road trip either Luke or myself will be back to talk to you guys and uh, update you guys with what's going on regarding your Colorado Rockies here in a couple days but uh, that's going to do it for me guys for the latest installment of the 20th of Blake podcast we will talk to you soon enjoy your weekend and uh, stay cool it's been pretty hot out there. We'll talk to you later, guys.